Hey guys, welcome to The Dietitian Project, a podcast where I have real gritty and honest conversations about the role of a dietitian and practical empowering advice for finding your passion within the field, improving your job satisfaction, and building financial freedom. So I'm your host, Krista Kologesic, or the RD Entrepreneur on Instagram. Uh, I come to the table with years of experience working in both nutrition care and in the food industry. And most recently, I've actually taken the leap from my full-time, comfortable corporate job into pursuing entrepreneurship full-time as a freelance dietitian. So with this podcast, I really want to explore some of the challenges that dietitians face um, in being undervalued, underpaid, and underutilized, all of which are things that I've experienced in my field and I know my friends and my colleagues have as well. Um, And also provide practical and very tangible advice for building the life and the career you absolutely love. So through this podcast, I'm going to be interviewing inspirational dietitians who are doing things differently and pursuing new and exciting career paths. So I can't wait for you to follow along. I'm so, so excited to have this podcast. Um, It's been something that I've been thinking about for a really, really long time, and it seems really cool that it's actually here and it's actually happening. So... For this first episode, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a background on myself and kind of how I got to where I am today and why I'm talking about what I'm talking about. So I'm going to back it up a little bit and I'm going to kind of give you my my little life story and um, and hopefully you can get to know me a little bit better and understand where I'm coming from. So I'm actually, I'm a Canadian. Uh, I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, and now I live in Toronto. Um, And you know what's funny is that I did not always know that I wanted to be a dietitian. You know, in fact, I actually felt like I wanted to do something in writing growing up. I was always uh, a creative writer. I was always doing very creative things. And so funny enough, I ended up going to university in my first year for communications, and I actually thought that I wanted to be a journalist. Nutrition was really nowhere on my radar, and to be quite honest, I had no idea what an RD actually was. So very soon um, into that first year, I figured out that that was really not what I was interested in, uh, the communication stuff. And at the time, I actually started getting a little bit more interested in the nutrition field. I became really into um, healthy eating and and working out more. I was cooking a lot more too. Um, I was really into the world of baking. And so I felt like maybe something in the area of food might be what I would want to pursue. So I was looking at different programs that I could get into, and I found the nutrition and dietetics program that I eventually ended up in. Um, and so I ended up applying to that, and and I and I got into it. And what's so funny is that on my very first day, I was talking to someone new that I had met, and she was like, "Oh man, I can't believe how." competitive it is to become a dietitian. I'm just so not looking forward to that internship program. And I literally sat there thinking to myself, okay, number one, what is an RD? 
(laughs) And number two, what in the world have I gotten myself into? So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, You know, sometimes I can be a little bit impulsive about things and I'm not always, um, you know, super uh, in-depth when I do planning, but I'm more of a doer. And so over the next few years, I learned really quickly what that career path might look like for me. Um, I had no idea what area I wanted to get into. I was pretty sure it wasn't clinical, um, but I honestly had no idea what being a dietitian outside of a hospital actually looked like. I feel like in undergrad, there was such a limited exposure to all of the opportunities that were available to dietitians. And I still think there is like, I think so many people graduate still not knowing what um, different roles are that dietitians can take on. And so um, I ended up applying to a few different internship programs. And I want to tell a funny story because I think it's just important to remember that The path is just not always pretty and, you know, everyone messes up sometimes. But funny enough, the very first interview that I got for a hospital internship program, I completely bombed, like did so poorly. It was a three hour interview and I have never done so bad in an interview before. I like to think that I'm a pretty well-spoken person. And I completely bombed. There was so much pressure and it was a lot to handle. And I left that that interview feeling like, oh my God, what have I done? This is the end of my career. But of course it wasn't. Um, I ended up getting into a master's program that had more of a focus on public health and community nutrition. And I really loved that aspect of dietetics. I felt like it was a little bit bigger picture, which I liked. And I ended up spending the next two years building some of the most amazing friendships with fellow dietitians that I have ever made. Um, On a side note, I would say I'm a huge advocate for master's level education because I think it really teaches you to think about things differently than you did in undergrad. Um, I think it taught me to see things a little bit more holistically um, and, you know, and at a, a bit of a higher level. But um, anyways, after I finished that, uh, after I finished my master's program, I ended up working as a retail dietitian. And some countries may not have retail dietitians, so I'll explain it a little bit better. Um, basically, for the company that I worked for, I was we were working out of the pharmacies, and we were there to help people with you know, things like meal planning, very practical everyday challenges that they had with nutrition. Um, And so I was seeing some clients one-on-one, but also doing a lot of group education. So, you know, kids would come in or school groups would come in and we would do a fun little grocery store tour talking about nutrition. Um, I would partner with different dietitians in the community and they would come in and do grocery store tours. So, It was really cool, and I think it's a super valuable service, Um, but I quickly really realized that, and this was something I think I had known for a long time, was that client care just wasn't for me. Um, I felt like client interactions really left me feeling stressed. Um, I didn't feel empowered in it. It just didn't feel right for me, and, you know, I spent the whole time while I was there 
just kind of thinking to myself, why did I get into this profession? <laughs> like, what what is it that I want out of this? And is there a place for me? Um, and so I ended up actually transitioning to a job in corporate dietetics. So I worked for the world's largest food and beverage company, uh, which is Nestle Canada. Um, and I ended up loving it. I was a nutrition specialist. Um, so I worked on some of the, some different brands. Um, and I think it just taught me so much about, um, about so much (laughs) outside of the world of dietetics. And it helped me to realize how some of those skills need to be applied back to our profession. Um, and so while I was there, I so I worked with the marketing teams, the food science teams, science teams, all sorts of things to actually come up and develop products. And then I also, uh, with my coworker, ran all of our employee wellness activities too. Um, so it was an awesome job. I really loved it. Like I said, I learned an insane amount. And I also really took away from that experience the value that dietitians can offer in different settings. And, um, you know, a few things, a few just important key things that I think I took away from that experience, which now I'm applying to my own freelance business, is the importance of branding. And when I talk about branding, I don't mean, um, you know, having a logo. I'm talking about coming across in a way that you want to be portrayed. So I'm talking about making sure that you're defining what is the value that you bring to the table, what is the value that you offer other people, and then in turn, how do they recognize that in you? Um, and so I'm going to talk about that a little bit more because it's it's a topic I'm super passionate about in future episodes. But For now, you know, that was something that really came out of that experience. I think another one was just communication and how, you know, when you're communicating to a potential client or to your coworkers, um, you know, you want to make sure that you are being 100% client-focused and client-obsessed. You know, you should be designing your business around what other, what your ideal client needs from you and wants from you instead of what you think they need and want from you. Um, Another thing was really speaking up and being confident in the value that you can provide as a dietitian. And then also learning to communicate in a way that resonates with people who don't come from your background. Your background. So, um, so those were just some takeaways, and and I'll definitely talk about the those in more detail in future episodes, and and kind of how I think those need to and can be applied to any dietitian setting. Um, but getting back on track. So while I was there, while I was working for Nestle. Um, I just felt like I was starting to itch for something a little bit different. I have always been entrepreneurial and I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs and I've kind of had always felt that it was something that I eventually wanted to pursue. Um, I had actually started a small Etsy business the year before, um, nothing to do with dietetics. It's called Bark and Buckle and it is actually a dog accessory company. So dog collars, leashes, bandanas. Um, I, I just, it was funny at the time I I really wanted to start a business and 
I have always been crafty and have really enjoyed doing things with my hands. And so I thought, and I had gotten a dog at the time and really had a hard time finding stuff that I liked at the pet store. And so I was like, well, I feel like I could try and make something. Um, And so I borrowed my fiance's mom's uh, sewing machine from the 80s. And I made a little prototype and from there it just uh, started to grow. And so I still run that shop on the side as well. You can check it out if you want. It's Bark and Buckle on Etsy and it's at Bark and Buckle on Instagram. Um, But anyways, that, that experience kind of started to... Um, started to make me feel like entrepreneurship was an area that I wanted to pursue. Um, And so back at sort of towards the end of last year, I actually met a friend uh, through Instagram and she actually contacted me through Bark and Buckle and she had recently developed her own um, or started her own online digital agency. And so what she does, her name is Lexi DeNike, and what she does is she does marketing, um, branding, social media, all of that sort of thing. And so we started to chat and we became really good friends. And we started to talk a lot about entrepreneurship. And she introduced me to a platform that I didn't know about called Upwork, which is basically a marketplace for freelance jobs. Um, And it was really there that I started to discover a whole new world of dietetics and nutrition that I just did not know existed before. Um, You know, there was a lot of jobs around nutrition writing, recipe development, um, you know, even food photography, all sorts of things. Um, And so I started to apply for those. I developed my business, um, which I call Christico Wellness Marketing, or sorry, Christico Wellness Consulting. I just changed it from marketing to consulting. Um, And I started applying for jobs as a nutrition writer or as a recipe developer, um, coming up with social media content. And I started to get some traction with that. I mean, you know, it wasn't huge or anything. And and I I don't necessarily feel like Upwork is a great tool for long term because there tend to be a lot more low paying jobs than there are jobs that are worth your time. But regardless, it gave me a little bit of traction and helped me to realize that this was an area that might be worth pursuing. And so at the time I told myself, I was like, you know, okay, when I make enough money to pay my rent and I see that the number keeps increasing each month, so I know that I have some momentum, I'm going to quit my job. Um, I made that promise to myself. I said it in my New Year's resolution. I said, okay, when I get to this point, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and as a side note, I think that funny enough, there's so many people out there that will tell you when or how you should quit your job and pursue your dreams or pursue your side hustle. And I just want to say, and I'll talk about this in more detail in the future, but I just want to say the decision to quit your job is deeply personal. No one can tell you when that's right for you. Uh, You know, I was in a position and am, am in a position where I don't have children. You know, I don't have mortgage payments. I am still renting, um, you know, and I had some savings to fall back on. So to me, it wasn't 
a huge risk. Um, I knew that those stable jobs would still be there if I needed to fall back on them. But at the time, and obviously still do feel this way, I was I was feeling like it just it was the right time in my life to kind of make this leap if I was ever going to make this leap. So in February of this year, I reached that point. I reached that critical point. I was comfortably making over $1,000 per month doing freelance work. And so I made the decision to quit my job. Um, You know, obviously $1,000 per month isn't an insane amount, but uh, it was increasing. And I felt like if I was able to really dedicate my full time to it, I could see that number grow a lot more. Um, and it did. It did grow. And throughout, you know, February and into the beginning of March, I was seeing some really good traction. And then literally one week later, one week after I had my last day of my job, COVID-19 hit. And now here we are. So while I'm recording this, I'm on week three of running my business full time. And I'm absolutely feeling the strain of this pandemic on the freelancing world. Um, But at the same time, I'm also, you know, working on building up this other side to my business, which is why I have this podcast and which is why I have my Instagram account on educating dietitians and empowering dietitians to think of things outside of clinical when it comes to opportunities. Um, You know, I want dietitians to feel empowered again. I am going to be very frank. I know very few RDs who absolutely love their jobs. Um, And I think that's super unfortunate. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I want to use this podcast as a way to, um, you know, educate on what are some of those skills for success, regardless of what area you work. And how do you start, you know, feeling more fulfilled in your job and pursuing opportunities that make you feel whole and make you feel passionate? Um, so this podcast is not only for dietitians who want to start a private practice. I promise that there's going to be lots of practical tips for you, regardless of where you're at with your work. Um, and it's really just what I stated at the beginning. It's really just I want this to be an opportunity to have those real, those honest conversations about what the dietitian role looks like, and then practical and very empowering advice for finding your passion within the field, improving your job satisfaction, and then building financial freedom. That is the journey that I'm on, and I want to share that with you guys. So um, I'm planning on filling this podcast with advice from super successful dietitians doing amazing and fulfilling work. I also want it to be filled with very honest conversations and very frank conversations about some of the struggles and some of the successes that we all face. Um, And I really hope that you can find some inspiration from it as well. So that is it for my very first podcast episode. I hope you got a little bit of a better understanding of me and what I do. Um, And I'm so, so excited to have you along for this journey. So please make sure and give me a follow on Instagram. It's at rdentrepreneur. 
Uh, You can also check out my website where I have a ton of free resources for, or sorry, I'm planning on having a ton of free resources right now. I only have two, which I don't think counts as a ton. Um, But I have free resources for dietitians. Um, Right now I have a list of, which I'm going to be publishing every month ongoing. It's a list of content ideas for you to write about or post about or whatever, if you have a social media feed, if you have a business for the upcoming month. So it includes food holidays, health holidays, uh, important nutrition days. It also includes some Google trends and search trends information about what is actually trending, what are people searching for when it comes to nutrition, so that you're always remaining relevant and on the top of people's minds. Um, And so I have that on there right now. And then I also have a branding toolkit as well. And I talked a little bit about the importance of branding, but make sure you go and check that out if you're interested. Um, So that is it for me. I'm going to sign off now and I am excited to see you back for episode two. Thanks so much. Bye.